Hello, hope you're having a wonderful day. This is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Last week, we talked a little bit about uh, holding sales meetings and uh, kind of that interaction the uh, the first time that you uh, meet with a prospective client, uh, whether it's over a Zoom call or in person, uh, kind of the way that dialogue should work and, and maybe uh, hopefully that, uh, that provided some ideas as it relates to the sales process. Uh, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it. It may be something that you may find interesting if you're in a position in your business, either as the owner or maybe even a sales manager in your business and really want to just some general ideas on how to hold those initial meetings. Today, we're going to kind of uh, continue moving forward a little bit with some of the same thoughts as it relates to sales. And today, specifically, going to talk about 12 reasons uh, uh, why people buy, why people would buy from you, why people would buy from anywhere. And uh, some of these may not be applicable to your business, but I think most of them are going to apply to uh, to most of us in our particular business. Why do people buy? Now, of course, as I put this together, I'm an owner of an accounting firm, so this really comes from a position of uh, thinking about professional services. But I think even if you're selling a product, uh, I think you'll find some of this uh, to be uh, helpful. I hope I hope you do anyway. So, why do people buy from from any of us? Uh, and uh, number one, I think of reputation. Of course, uh, being an accountant, reputation is, is key, it's important. But even, even in retail, it doesn't matter uh, where uh, you're going. Think about it. When you, go and you, when you go and you purchase something, I don't care if you're choosing Walmart versus Target, if you're thinking about buying a Chevy versus a Ford versus a, a BMW, uh, one of the first things you're going to go through uh, your mind when you think about, am I going to buy from this person or this company, is what, are, what is their reputation? Think about in recent days with kind of so much turmoil going on in our society. Uh, just think about the social media platform you may use. Of course, different social media platforms have a different reputation. Some of them in recent days have, have tarnished their reputation because of some of the things that they have done. And uh, so once our reputation begins to get tarnished, uh, p- less people are going to buy from you. If they view you as a, as a company, as a person of integrity, uh, a person who does what they say they're going to do and they do the right thing, uh, they're more likely to buy from you. So why do people buy from us? Number one, our reputation. Number two, our business acumen. Uh, so are we able to make a good judgment and, and, and make them quickly? And uh, so when we're approached uh, with a particular issue, are we able to quickly analyze that and be able to make a decision and help that client make a decision? Number three, the ability to ask good questions. And it doesn't matter whether or not it's, it's somebody like myself meeting with a, uh, with a prospective client or if you're in a, in a retail establishment and somebody comes up and begins talking to you. Uh, and, uh, of course, many times think about in retail, uh, you know, what can I help you with? Um, are you trying to find something? Uh, something like that. And you begin to, to be able to ask questions to be able to find out how I'm able to service uh, that, uh, that person's need. But just not asking that initial question, but being able to ask those series of questions to be able to, uh, to find out what is the customer needing and how are we as a company able to provide them the service or the product that they need. So the ability to be able to ask good questions. Number four, a good understanding of the differentiators in our, in our business. And, uh, and so when somebody's coming and looking to, uh, to work with us, uh, hopefully we have been able to put out what differentiates us. But if not, if they're kind of just feeling us out a little bit for us to be able to explain what, what differentiates us from, uh, from other people in the, in the market that may provide a similar type of a service. And uh, so understanding what is, it, what is it that we do that differentiates us uh, from someone else. And this really should be a part and parcel of our, of our marketing uh, platform as well. Number five, our ability to listen and to listen well. Uh, 
Think of that old line that we, we listen to seek to understand before we speak to be understood. Okay, so really taking the time to be an active listener, to, uh, to purposefully listen to what it is that they're trying to tell us so we can understand what they're facing, what is the pain point we're trying to solve, and then, uh, and then from there uh, being able to, uh, to explain uh, what, what our position is and to be able to hopefully be able to solve whatever that problem is uh, that they are facing. Number six, the ability to make them feel special, to make them feel unique. And, uh, and fortunately, uh, in, you know, in our business, we, our clients we work with quite frequently, so I get to know them a little bit, a little bit more. So the ability to be able to make them feel special is, can be a little bit easier because I, I may know about a spouse and know a little bit about their children, and maybe we were connected on social media. Uh, but think about uh, you know, when, uh, when you're just casually, uh, when you say you have a, a retail store and somebody comes in and uh, you're, you're, wanting from, uh, for, uh, you're wanting to be able to kind of connect with them a little bit to find some way to make them feel special. Uh, this morning I was going through a drive-thru and, and as, I, as I pulled through the drive-thru, I notice, of course, and right now, uh, you know, we're pretty much all wearing masks out in public. And and this particular gal in the drive-through had a had a Purdue mask on, and it was a, had the Purdue uh, the, the Purdue logo on it, had flowers on it. It was it was uh, kind of cool because it, of course, being a Purdue alum, I thought it was pretty neat. And then of course, it had flowers on it, which was very feminine. And and so uh, talking to this uh, young gal, and I, I commented on her mask, and of course, she lit up, and and uh, and and for a moment there, uh, she felt recognized. And and uh, so think about those little things that. Uh, uh, you know, it could be an appearance, it could be uh, maybe a child with them, uh, whatever it may be, something that you notice that you can kind of help them feel a little bit special. Uh, next, uh, do, do they like the, the team that you're working with? And so when we go through in here and we, we onboard a client, usually in time they get to meet the team. Sometimes it's in the first meeting, sometimes it's a little bit later on, but uh, making sure that we have people that are working with us who are likable. And, uh, and so if they are uh, one of the qualities that really those people should have, if they're going to be working in any sort of a customer, customer service realm, that, uh, that they're, they're likable type of people. Because uh, if we have people around us, even if they're really, really good at what they do, if they're jerks, okay, nobody's going to want to work with them. And uh, you're, you're not really going to be able to, uh, to, to keep that, uh, that client long term. So are your team members likable? Uh, next, uh, number eight, uh, they agree with whatever the proposition that uh, you're providing to them. So uh, your ability to be able to evaluate, evaluate what the problem is and then being able to provide them with a solution. Uh, next, anytime, uh, say, for example, you're, uh, you're, you're getting into a position where you're kind of get, moving up to that first meeting. Have you taken the time to be able to pl- plan appropriately for that meeting? So thinking about the pre-meeting planning. So, of course, if you're in a retail establishment, somebody's just walking in, uh, you think about, well, I haven't pre-planned for this meeting, but have you really done the work to figure out, okay, the, the customer, our potential customers in our area, have we done the work to be able to understand when they, came, when they come in, this is most likely what they're going to want to purchase. You've taken some time to plan, to be able to do the market research, to be able to understand what product you need to put out there. Uh, in a professional services firm like we are here, uh, we um, will do, I'll do an extent, because I do most of the sales meetings here as the owner, and uh, I'll do a, a fair amount of, of research before I ever have that meeting. Just not on maybe looking through their books or uh, looking at financial statements, those types of things. I'll, I'll even go and maybe if I'm connected with them on social media, get to maybe figure out uh, what are some things that they like, and I really take the time to prepare for that meeting. 
So whether it's, you know, you're dealing with the general public, making sure you understand what are the needs uh, and what are the wants for, for the people in your community that you're serving, or if you're in a professional services environment or in a service type company to where you have the opportunity to make a little bit of a connection before that first initial meeting, but do the planning. It'll show that you care about them and you care about their, uh, their, their problem. Uh, number 10, uh, what, does the, what does the environment, business environment look like? And, uh, and it doesn't matter when you, if you were to walk into a Walmart or you were to walk into a Target. Think about it. When you walk into those environments, which one is more friendly to you to purchase from? from? Okay. Uh, one, at least from my experience, is quite a bit cleaner. The other one, not as much. They bring it. They 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 sell a lot of the similar types of products, uh, but uh, but they put but they put out a different image. Okay. Uh, and uh, so think about uh, what is the environment uh, that that you're putting off in your business. So when someone walks in, or do you have a do you have a clean and tidy and a professional looking place? Uh, or is it is it messy? A, a couple years ago, actually about three years ago now, we had uh, we were going through and uh, uh, we were actually getting a client from a, from another firm, and the other firm had kind of reached their ability to be able to help this particular uh, this particular customer, just kind of reached the ceiling of what they could do, and and so they uh, they had reached out to us to pass on this particular uh, this particular client. I remember walking into this conference room, and there were stacks and stacks of paper everywhere. And you walked in, the carpet was old, the desks were old, and the conference room was a mess. They looked very unorganized. And I sat down in here and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, boy, if I, if I were a customer, I don't know if I would want to do business with this particular firm. It just looks messy. It looks unorganized. It, it doesn't really look like a type of a place that I want to, to do business with. Okay, and so um, uh, so making sure that whatever sort of image that you're putting out there is one that aligns with the customer that you're trying to serve. Okay, so do you have a, 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 a environment that lines up with your customer base? Number eleven, do you have knowledge of the business or industry that uh, that you're trying to service? And it's something that you have to, to constantly be working on to make sure you have the knowledge uh, to be able to serve your customer well. Understanding what is your niche, who you're trying to reach, and then making sure that you have a, a definitive understanding, not just of, of the industry that you're working in, but of the industry also that they are in. And to think about um, you know, whether you know, it, as, as an accountant, okay, we have specialized niches. And I'm constantly, I mean, literally daily reading and trying to figure out what are some of the, some of the issues that they're facing day in and day out in their industry, in their business, so I can be able to service them better. And then uh, lastly, uh, do you add value? And every business should have in some way that they add value beyond just uh, the, the price that they are, uh, and just the deliverable that they're, uh, that they're, um, they're giving in exchange for the price that they charge. And so uh, for, for us here, this can come in many, many different ways, and your business can come in many different ways. And so what are you doing to kind of go that extra mile, to kind of surprise that, that customer, something they weren't expecting? And I think if you do that more than anything else, uh, you will expect, uh, you're, you'll see your retention of clients. Uh, that timeline uh, really began to, began to expand. And uh, so that repeat customer is going to continue to come back. Uh, more and more often and more frequently if you, if you are adding value, consistently adding value and going well beyond what is expected of you. So why people buy 12 points. Hopefully this uh, brought some value to you. If you haven't uh, subscribed already, I would encourage you to subscribe to the Belcom Business Podcast. Have a wonderful day.